Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. Uh, and I am the embodiment of Big Dick Energy. My name is Matt Golden. Welcome. Yes, uh, I, oh, I guess welcome after that. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. I understand if you just turn off the podcast right now. Uh, after I said that, literally nobody has is still listening to it. If they didn't fast forward 30 seconds, they're gone. I lost everybody. Well, in case you're still here, we are talking about the... Uh, three DC movies that we have yet to talk about this year, and that Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, Batman Ninja, and The Death of Superman. Yes, animated movies are a thing that I don't frequently watch, so this was new to me. This is new ground. Thank you for your life story. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry for giving a little bit of background information yeah, yeah. about where I'm coming from with all my Wow, even here. more. Okay, it's like reading War and Peace. <laughs> Uh, except that was a thrill a minute for all of the 3,000 pages of it. Yes, exactly. Now, uh, the first one we're talking about, we're going to do them in order they were released. So that would be Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Uh, that was directed by longtime DCA Man Universe director Sam Liu. Uh, and Alan Burnett uh, wrote the film. Uh, and Me and Alan Burnett are going to have some words. That's all I'll say I'm sure. for now. Uh, I will say that I really enjoyed the other Suicide Squad film. And... I actually, I wasn't expecting much from this one, but I really enjoyed this one. Just because it was just so off the wall and zany. It's exactly, I think, what you wanted from the Suicide Squad. Uh, can I go ahead and open this up with a bold statement? Go right ahead. Thank you for your permission, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, Harley Quinn is the most overrated comic book character. Uh, really, she doesn't feature like a major role in this i mean she's a major role but she's not the main character or anything there are so many um not joke jokes in <laughs> in this thing that are just land so flat i don't know if you felt that way uh there were a couple moments she had that made me laugh but it wasn't her bits that made me laugh the most usually a uh, digger boomerangs lines were the ones that got me most of the time uh there's a there's a, actually there are some solid moments in this film um, however, the ones with her just did not shine or stick out to me. There, This is actually, it's not like the Suicide Squad team that we've seen before. There are some mainstays, like Matt mentioned, Harley Quinn. Uh, Deadshot is the de facto leader. Captain Boomerang, who's been featured in almost every Suicide Squad team. But we also have Bronze Tiger uh, and Killer Frost. And Copperhead. And Copperhead. And I, I like seeing Copperhead, because that's, that's something we don't see often. Yes, uh, Deadshot uh is probably the lead in this film because it's Christian fucking Slater, bro. I thought he was great as Deadshot. I thought he did a really good job performance-wise. He said his words and sounded like Christian Slater. Yeah, he did a really good job. <laughs> yeah, he was 10 out of 10. Yeah, what more awesome. do you want? And this one, I thought really, really enjoyed about this film was that it brings a whole host of DC characters to it. Like, you just don't get the Suicide Squad. Obviously, you get Amanda Waller, but you get Vandal Savage, who is the main villain in this film, uh, but you also get... Blockbuster, Banshee, Zoom, uh, and even somebody that was once Dr. Fate for a moment of time. Uh, which is by far and away my favorite moments of the film. Oh, and Professor Pig, too. Oh, we did get Professor Pig, yeah. which is bizarre. But all the Dr. Fate stuff was my only yes. reason for watching this film. Yeah, this, the person was Dr. Fate, and they didn't believe him. But he's like, what, there's been a lot of Dr. Fates. Because he's uh, working, uh, not undercover, but... Hiding in plain sight by working as a male stripper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and any movie that features, any animated <laughs> film that features male strippers 
is already doing it right. Yeah, and his entire motivation, or his entire thing being Dr. Fate, was that he just liked to pick up women, too. Mm-hmm. He liked to use the fact that he's Dr. Fate to impress women. Yeah. yeah, utterly bizarre and entirely hilarious. Far and away, uh, just spoilers also, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> spoilers for all these films. Yep. Uh, we're not going to really rank these at the end. Uh, we've got our big ranking coming up in like three or four weeks, so we're not going to fuck around with that. We're just going to tell you what we liked, what we didn't like about these things. Uh, and I absolutely love male strippers in animated <laughs> comic book movies. I don't know why. I guess it's my thing now. Uh, but we learned that Vandal Savage is after him and Zoom Team is after him and Mander Wall is after him because when he's Dr. Fate, he learned that Fate had a get-out-of-hell-free card. Essentially, when you die, uh, you basically get to not go to the fiery depths and go straight into the pearly gates no matter the sins you committed in your life. Yeah, and that is what it turns out the entire second half of the film is going to focus on is this get-out-of-hell-free card. We had some, I mean, there was some B story with Deadshot and his daughter, uh, which I thought was fine. I did think it was funny when he went to go visit his daughter. And there was another girl in the room uh, who's just so nonchalant about everything, asking Deadshot about his guns, figuring out that since she was awake, she might as well just go ahead and wake and bake right now. Yeah, and offers Deadshot some weed, which is fantastic. Yeah, again, like, this is the kind of stuff that we should have had, like, in the Dead Squad movie, was, like, moments like that. Moments of just, this is so absurd and ridiculous uh, that... To show they don't operate in the same world as a Justice League does. Yeah, this is entirely different than some of the stuff that we're going to talk about with our next two films. So, uh, this was definitely the more fun of the three. Yeah, I think this one. I thought this one probably the best pace of the three too. Yeah, oh, without uh, a doubt. And consistent re- pace, anyways. And like while we see that Zoom team is after the card, uh, we, Zoom is weaker. We don't really know why. And I thought that in that twist ending at the end to like why Zoom isn't at full power. Uh, is fantastic. It actually ties into the DC animated Flashpoint film, which is one of the better DC animated films. Not that that was a really clever touch, and that's way to just kind of connect this to the larger DC animated universe. Um, there was some some really cool bloody shit that I wasn't really ready for. I saw it was rated R when I opened when it opened. I was like, yeah. holy shit, we could be in for some bloody stuff, and we definitely were. Yeah, there was a lot of deaths. It being Suicide Squad, members of the team died. Yeah, uh, there is like massive like over the top violence. Yeah. Uh, which even like you said, like I didn't expect, like I knew it was rated R, and I still didn't expect like the level of violence or adult humor that we got in it either. Yeah, there's definitely some Tarantino esque um, blood shooting out. And again, I cannot overstate enough that Harley Quinn is terrible um, in just about every form. There are some comics that are good, but in the movie universe, she's in fantastic a, in the Batman animated universe. In yeah, in yeah. that specific thing, sure. Yeah. I can't wait part. until next year when Matt says Birds of Prey is his favorite film of the year. Oh, yeah. Just just you wait, sucker. Yeah. Just you wait. And we get to talk about Harley Quinn again in a little bit, too. But yeah. to a much less annoying degree, I think. Yeah. Our next film. Actually, before we go to the next film, what was your favorite moment from this film? Um, It's it's definitely uh, Dr. Fate in the strip club. Yeah. Uh, don't they like, walk through the strip club and kind of like... Yeah, the, well, Harley Quinn and Killer Frost are supposed to do recon there, and they get distracted yes. by all the beautiful male strippers. As um, you are wont to yeah. do, obviously. Yeah, because they couldn't exactly send, like, Deadshot or Bronze Tiger in uniform in, uh, into a male strip club undercover, exactly. Yeah. There were some Magic Mike jokes, and it was Yeah, good. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was yeah. a good line, too. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you? What do you think about it? Yeah, I think the, the former Dr. Fate was by far just any moment with him. Uh, it was fantastic. He was a dude, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. It's... 
Not something that you expect, yeah. which is exactly what you expect. His, whenever he recaps, like encountering Banshee for the first time, uh, and they're flying up in the air, and Banshee licks the Doctor Fate helmet, <laughs> and that's how we knew that Banshee was into him. I thought that was great. Uh, but I mean, I think it's almost worth a watch. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and transition to yeah. Who knew that Doctor Fate was a fuckboy? <laughs> our, our next film, which is Batman Ninja, which is really unlike any other DC animated film that's been released so far. Uh, it's very uh, anime style heavy. It's computer generated for most of it, with a traditional animated scene for part of it. Uh, and this was a movie that I wasn't excited to watch. And after it was over, I still wasn't excited that I'd watched it. I don't know how you felt. Uh, it's kind of broken into a first act where it starts to set everything up. And then the last hour is like a whole different film. Yeah. And that first 30 minutes, I was beyond impressed. I was really digging the animation. I was digging the story I was getting. Uh, and then there was just a shift. This, I will say, like, this one I thought was had the weakest voice acting of any of the films for the most part. Oh, yeah. Uh, was bad. But, yeah, there there was a massive shift. And this was directed... Uh, this, I don't think it was made for American markets originally because it's got uh, a Japanese director and a Japanese writer with the screenplay. Well, what's really cool about this film uh, is obviously the animation. You get to see the villains like you've never seen them before, which is more important than seeing Batman like you haven't seen him before. You get to see all the foes. You get to Batman's, see Alfred with a little uh, ponytail knot. Yeah, and you get Batman with a monk cut and the bat yeah. on top of his head is the only hair. Uh, which there's is, some, a weird transition. They never explain why all of a sudden he decided to, to cut his hair like that. Yeah, there's yeah. no reasoning for it. Yeah. He just went back in time and decided mm-hmm. to do that all of a sudden. What yeah. happens when he flashes forward and still has that shit? Anywho, uh, I like the story. It was kind of unique for a little bit there. And then it just transitioned into an amalgamation, just like a smorgasbord of fuckery and a bunch of Batman tropes that we've seen before mixed with Megazords from Power Rangers, and it was just weird. I, I do think and I loved... Monkeys. I did like the final fight scene between Joker and Batman. I thought that was really well done. Uh, the samurai fight scene? Yeah, the samurai yeah. fight scene was really cool. That one wasn't bad at all. Uh, I think part of the fun, you kind of mentioned this earlier, was that just seeing all the DC characters like basically done out uh, in this traditional uh, Japanese animation style. Yeah. I was really bought in yeah. for, like I said, the first 30 minutes. And I yeah. was like, we could be, they could be onto something yeah. here. Deadshot transitioned perfectly, I thought. The uh, Two-Face looked yeah. fucking awesome. Red Hood's design looked really yeah. cool, too. Uh, Super tall and kind of squared yeah. off. And I really enjoyed seeing the other Robins. I didn't like the design so much for uh, Dick, Tim, or... Dick Tim? Yeah, Dick <laughs> Tim. Uh, and Damien's personality was completely different than how Damien is <laughs> yeah. in any other way I've seen him. Except for the fact that Damien does love animals, and Damien had a pet, pet monkey that he cared for very much. In he this, was the happiest mind. child Yeah, I've the ever happiest seen. version of Damien. <laughs> <laughs> like, at that point, Batman should use his detective skills. I was like, I don't think this is my You're son. You're not my real boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and it, I always thought it was strange, just like how calm everyone was. That they were just hundreds of years into the past. Like, Alfred, super calm that he was now into the past. Yeah, everybody yeah. was just like, this is yeah. normal. Yeah. Uh, now I have all these new old weapons, which is totally fine and cool. But essentially they were in the past because Gorilla Grodd built the machine. Uh, the machine uh, didn't intend its function and sent Batman, the Robins, Alfred Catwoman, and all these villains uh, into the past. Uh, Gorilla Grodd is not a main villain, and I don't know why they tried to really... Well, yeah, he's, he's a Flash villain, so it was weird that they put him over here uh, into this, but I'm, whatever. I'm fine with having him in here. He can even have a B-roll. But his role was pretty major. Yeah. Which is weird because, I mean, I guess, like, 
Same as a Batman villain that that would work for. Like, I wish I could have seen Mr. Freeze. Um, yeah, this style. Just, uh, great Mr. Freeze role. Yeah. Um, or even the Riddler, I thought would have been neat. Yeah, as we well. got no Solomon Grundy. We got no Scarecrow. No. Yeah, Scarecrow, Scarecrow would have been, been great. Really cool yeah. in this old time yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge anime fan of traditional Japanese animation. Um, I mean, I still watch some, but it's not really for me. Uh, there's moments I liked, but I, I think this was the greatest thing in the world. I'm not going to rewatch this personally. Yeah, most of the Japanese films, um, like the animated ones, they say not for Alex at the beginning of yeah. them. Which I feel like is a personal attack on me. <laughs> it 100% yeah. is. Uh, Spirited Away has a big 13-minute yeah. intro. I have been allowed into <laughs> zero Funimation screenings. <laughs> really weird they have my picture up on the wall at all theaters just for that do reason do not serve this man um but like i do think if you're i mean if you already like uh the japanese culture uh for an animation uh or you're just really into batman i mean it's worth checking out to see something different a different style of pace just turn it off after 30 minutes and make your pretend like you decided what the ending was what do you think of the shift to the traditional animation and then, uh, and then me, right back to yeah. So that to me was the weird part. Like, wasn't just like the shift. I was like, oh, maybe it's gonna be like one third this style, one third this style, and one third this style. But I didn't know it was like one third this style. And like ten minutes are this original animation, and then right back to it was just weird. Yeah, that it things didn't like serve that serve a real purpose to me. Yeah, so that things like that I didn't get. Although it, it was ridiculous. Like like Matt said, there's giant robots fighting each other. Each one of the villains controls one of the giant robots. Um. And Batman it Joker was a fight. Megazord, yeah. was it not? Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there's no better way. Gundam, I guess, people, yeah. that's the thing. Uh, and Matt mentioned monkeys earlier, and they were fighting monkeys, and I thought that was so ridiculous. But I had to admit, I did enjoy watching the monkeys fly into the giant mechs uh, and just, like, <laughs> bite the wires and just remember. I don't know why I enjoyed that part. Like, that part just, just brought a smile to my face. You are a child, and your wonder uh, is a perfect vessel that we like to see the world through, Alex. Oh, thank uh, you. There's nothing more that I can say than your jovial... Uh, smile uh, and your beautifully uh, happy tone bring to the world. I think we're all luckier for having your, uh, you know, smile in it. Truer words have never been spoken. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, I Did you on, black out for a minute? I'm on a lot of DMT right now, <laughs> so I don't know what just happened. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about is the newest DC animated film, which is Death of Superman. Uh, DC basically already did the story years back with the animated film for the Doomsday film, but they decided to redo it, I guess, and keep it in line with their current DC animated universe. I mean, they also the just Justice did League it cast. in Dawn of Justice yeah. to a degree. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so I wasn't super excited for this film because I was like, I've already seen this. I've already read this. And like you said, it was similar to Dawn of Justice. But I ended up liking this a lot more than I thought, especially towards the last third of the movie. Uh, well, I don't know you're talking about last third. The last three quarters of the movie is one fight scene. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, it is interesting to a degree. Uh, Dwight Schrute as Lex Luthor is the standout to me. I don't know how you feel about that. To me, I didn't like, I don't don't like Jerry O'Connell or Rain Wilson. Jerry O'Connell is Superman, Rain Wilson uh, is Lex Luthor, and I didn't think either one's performance was that great. Uh, I'm probably, I mean, I'm still stuck like in the Clancy Brown, Lex Luthor voice or Michael Rosenbaum to a lesser extent, uh, as my Lex Luthor. So it was hard for me to, uh, to see them as their roles. See, I absolutely loved it. And I can't believe some of the big names they got for, for some of these yeah. roles. I mean, Rosario Dawson is Wonder Woman, Nathan Fillion, Green Lantern. I think Nathan Fillion does a great job as a Green Lantern in the film too. Uh, he did fine. I mean, it <laughs> Whatever. was, it was all right. Uh, Shamar Moore as Cyborg. 
Uh, Rebecca Romaine is Lois Lane. Yeah. I guess if you're getting Jerry O'Connell, it's probably a, a package yeah. deal. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the only way Jerry got that deal was Rebecca was <laughs> Lois Lane. And I thought Jason Morrow has been a pretty good Batman uh, whenever Kevin Conroy doesn't take a role. I mean, he was fine, yeah. Yeah, he's not distracting. He still has like that that Batman commanding voice and that just a slight bit of growl to where it's not distracting. Uh, but like like massive like most of the movie was just like one giant fight scene. It was awesome because basically it it was awesome to you. Yeah, the fight scene was because he just could oh. see Doomsday just beat up on the, the entire Justice League. Yeah, he he wrecks everyone. Yeah, and there was an awesome moment. Like, and that's not just like the standard. It's not like the movie five where it's Flash, uh, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Batman, Superman. You also get Green Lantern. You also get Hawkman. You also get Martian Manhunter. <laughs> and he dismantles all of them. Yeah. In the snap of a finger. Like yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. I know. Like whenever I, I my, boy, my favorite, there's two really. I enjoyed when he's fighting Martian Manhunter. And Martian Manhunter was handling him pretty easily in a sense because he can just go as light as he, or as transparent as he wants or as heavy as he wants and he can't get attacked. But then Doomsday just throws him into fire, which is like yeah. his one weakness. And just watching like the scream, like the painful screams and tor- like it sounded like he was being tortured. I had mixed feelings about that because on one hand I was like, yes, keep destroying this team. Doesn't matter how impenetrable they are. But then on the other hand, I was like, as a storytelling aspect, he throws him into literally the only weakness that he has mm-hmm. of a massive pile of fire. Yeah. Smart plan. Well, Doomsday was built were created just to destroy. So he's going to keep moving until it's destroyed. I really enjoyed whenever Flash picked up Hawkman's uh, mace and started just beating the crap out of Doomsday uh, until Doomsday basically grabbed him, you know, broke him. Uh, it was really fun watching Doomsday work, I will say that. And yeah. some of the fight, I was like, yes, like a, I will 100% agree. I thought that that fight scene didn't need to be... 50 minutes, I thought you could have done it in 25, 30. Well, they interlooped it with all the scenes with Lex. They did. Uh, they they had There was lots of cutbacks. So, I mean, technically, it was really only Yeah, there's a hint of Superboy, because we see Lex's lab where he's trying to perfect his own Superman, which leads to Bizarro uh, at some point. But there was a tube that had Superboy, in, or an early version of Superboy in it, which I thought was pretty cool. I would thought it would have been really cool if he was, like, gnarled up and, like, a, just, like, Rah! Yeah. Like a freak, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that that one. That's, that's what the fans want. I mean, they would have lost their shit, I feel like. Yeah. They'd be like, what the fuck is that <laughs> thing? What is Lex doing? One line I enjoyed was like when Wonder Woman uh, tells Clark, she tells him not to hold back when fighting Superman. Superman often pulls his punches when fighting battles because he can, I mean, obviously kill someone with, I mean, uh, a minuscule punch. But she realizes just how terrifying and how powerful this creature is. That he cannot hold back at all. Uh, something that I did really like about this film was that first third or two fifths or whatever. Uh, nah. I thought it, I thought it was fantastic because I really liked learning about Superman holding back and how the other superheroes were kind of helping him out and how he's learning to be human. Like that's the big thing with yeah. with Clark is he is human for all intents and purposes, but he has a lot of making up because he just doesn't compute things the same way other people do. So he hadn't revealed his true identity to Lois, and that was yeah. the big conflict for the first bit. I did think the film did a great job, too, of getting the sense that if Superman doesn't defeat Doomsday, that, like, the world is screwed. Like, the world is over if he doesn't yeah. defeat him. Oh, 100%. I thought it was uh, really cool because it, it really reflected on the actors' personal lives, too. Like, how uh, somehow... Uh, 
Jerry O'Connell is subhuman and Rebecca Romaine's <laughs> just trying to save him. Come on now. When are you ever going to Jerry O'Connell? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know, the henchmen of comics have yeah. a lot of beef with Jerry O'Connell. Didn't you ever see the film Tomcats? <laughs> with him and uh, Jake Busey? It's a, a massive ripoff of uh, my favorite Vince Vaughn film, Swingers. Well, I guess you can say that, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Never Ending Story worked, and so does Never Ending Story 2, okay? Keep on storying. Keep on st- that, that is the new subtitle for, that's what it should have been, Keep yeah. on storying. Um, Don't stop storying. And, I mean, obviously, not a major spoiler here, the film's called Death of Superman. Superman does die. Uh, he gets dead as fuck. But I, I enjoyed seeing, like, the extended funeral scene and how everyone reacted. I love seeing the way his parents reacted, but couldn't come like to the service directly. Yeah, they just couldn't yeah, come because, because of it. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, Clark Kent's identity wasn't revealed to the world. That was a sex um, joke for all of you out there. <laughs> and watching like Lois try to cope with the secret that she now knows people are worried because Clark is missing. They're trying to comfort her, but she knows that obviously Clark isn't coming back because Clark is dead. Yeah. Um, and then you see Batman at his computer, obviously steadfast, not believing that Superman is dead. Yeah. And there's actually the next huge animated film is a sequel to this one, which is The Reign of the Superman. So we'll get to see the adults uh, pretty quickly. I imagine we'll get Steel um, and probably maybe Zod. Uh, but Are these things supposed to fly in order? Uh, these ones do. The ones that started maybe like six, seven years ago uh, are all in order. I didn't uh, know. Yeah, I think it started with Justice League War based off the of Jeff Johns. Uh, just a lead comic book. Okay. Uh, and then the rest uh, go in order from there. That's kind of cool that they give it a, a really canon timeline. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, if you, I mean, like, I think this is one of the, their films with Damien is some of the best representations of Damien. I mean, Death of Superman was 80s, 90s? Uh, early 90s, mid 90s, I want to say 94. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's really cool that they, you know, Jeff Johns is a modern writer and they're putting Death of Superman in the middle of it, and they're they're really stretching stuff back and going back and forth. It's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that is too, yeah, because uh, it's I think it's smart on their part, especially for them to be able to tell stories that they really can't tell in the films yet uh, yeah. in an expanded way and use characters that they can't use in the films yet too. I think it's, it's really fantastic that um, I get uh, Dwight Schrute as Lex Luthor. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're. I just picture that. that he got contacts and shaved his head, and that is quite true. <laughs> I'm so happy for Poor you. Poor Rain Wilson. He will never be anything else to me. Not <laughs> super. Nothing. It doesn't matter. You hear that voice, and it's just instantly that's who mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it's true. Alex is really annoyed right now, and I can tell that he really just wants to beat me up. But there's a cat on his shirt, so mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening today. Yeah, if a man with a cat on a shirt beats you up. Then you're, you're not allowed to legally call the cops. <laughs> yeah, you just have to take it. Uh, but that's actually going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, next week, we're going to have a preview of our top ten list of the year. We're going to do our top five returning shows for this year. Uh, and we'll have a little bit of comic book discussion for our top comic books of the year. Uh, and we'll be like to see you in a TV show. Yeah, all that cool stuff. There's going to be lots and lots of fun uh, chat next week. A lot of it is going to be a lot more open-ended. Uh, a lot more loosey goosey. Uh, <laughs> As opposed to our tight, rigid structure that we always have. Yeah, we're yeah. really, really strict here. Alex keeps us to a, a really rough timeline. I get lots of side eyes and middle fingers if I don't go quick enough. Uh, also, I imagine we'll be talking about a few trailers next week. Um, supposedly, there's a uh, Avengers trailer and a Spider-Man we'll trailer. See. 
Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. We didn't talk about the Captain Marvel trailer today because there was already one. Yeah, so, and because I haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't need to. I'm not going to see the film. Yeah, I'm I'm bought hook, line, yeah. and sinker. Like, you don't need to show me anything else. Yeah. Save your money. Like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, exactly. There was a cool Captain Marvel hat I saw the other day. I was like, I already want to buy that. That looks dope. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know much about it, but cool. Um, so, if you want to, Alex is going to tell you uh, a few more things about where you can find us. Uh, as always, you can email us at thehensionofcomic.gmail.com, and then uh, Matt will tell you where else you can find her. Uh, speaking of our, our Gmail, if you have funny cat videos, please send them to us. You, you don't need to. Uh, Alex sifts through that thing daily, so please send him really weird shit. No, that's okay. Uh, if you've got a really weird rash on your downstairs, Alex can possibly diagnose it for you. No, I can't do any of that. I disagree. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, not on tw- – well, you can find us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but you can no longer fa- find us on Tumblr because of their new uh, adult content laws. This and- is uh, news to me. <laughs> yep. You can't find us on Tumblr anymore. Yeah. We, uh, we had a Tumblr? <laughs> yeah. We're in protest now. Oh, okay. And- until they bring back nudity on Tumblr, we're out. Okay. Uh, there you go, everybody. I just – sorry. A little housekeeping. I apologize. For the Hinchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. <laughs> and I'm so confused. Hinchman ain't easy.